friend, welcome to Sweat and Yoga's Love the Skin You're In podcast, where we sweat for a workout and yoga to feel something new. I'm your host, Sanchana Sonnenberg, lover of sweat and all the feels, sitcom junkie, hoop earring enthusiast, and your realistic health and fitness bestie. Health and fitness has been hijacked by the entertainment industry, and I'm here to take it back so we can all love the skin we're in. Girls come to me just searching for weight loss, but instead they learn to listen to their bodies, and that's what we're all about. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, friend. Uh, Today's episode is the first one that I'm filming without anybody home, Um, so hopefully I will be a little bit more animated, a little less robotic, although you never know when Kyle can come home, and I'm pretty sure all the neighbors can hear me, so, you know, (laughs) little wins. Anyway, in today's episode, I'm going to talk all about breaking up with the scale and connecting with our bodies. Friend, it's time. As usual, this is a medical advice, and if you do struggle with things like binging, body dysmorphia, orthorexia, etc., etc., please seek in-person or at least one-on-one individual help. The goal of this podcast is to get you thinking about the things we've been told about health and fitness throughout our lives that have stuck as programming, and to help you step back into your body and connect to it so you can learn to trust it and figure out what makes it feel its best so you can, well, as the topic sentence is love the skin you're in as usual let's start with three things i'm grateful for this week um number one honestly sounds super cheesy and i know especially with the sponsorship at the beginning of the episode but anchor it just makes podcasting so damn easy i have so much stuff i want to talk about and discuss and like tips and tricks and all the things to help you like love the skin you're in um but when i think about writing out a blog post or creating a whole video i get overwhelmed particularly at like the back end portion of it so like the editing and the staring at a computer and the seo and all of that stuff um i know i could be doing so much more and better with these things like in particular with like the reach and the seo and all of that stuff and you know like transferring it all onto my website and all that stuff but Right now, this is just such an aligned way of bringing the content to you. It's really easy to like edit the snippets in the podcast and it just feels really, really good and aligned. So yeah, there's my love on for Anchor. (laughs) Number two, uh, portable table tennis. We got this little net that stretches out over our dining room table. It's just like a fun little way to step away from our phones and just staring at the screen all day. And it gets a little bit competitive, but that makes it even more fun i mean we're pretty evenly matched when it comes to like tennis and table tennis which is literally the only type of sporting activity we're close to evenly matched at because kyle is obviously a professional athlete so he's got um spades and spades more talent in most of the other things uh but tennis since i played for so long growing up that seems to be the one that we're like pretty even keel on so it's fun and then number three um the gorgeous ball It's kind of like a squishy Pilates ball. Um, Been having a bit of trouble with my breathing at night. Honestly, I think just our apartment has like zero airflow. The air is like very, very stale and it's super stuffy. So rolling on my chest and neck has been just wonderful. And then something I'm working on, I'm working on celebrating the little wins. Uh, I've had quite a few of you listening to the podcast these last few months since I've rebooted it. And honestly, I noticed recently it seems like quite a few people are binging the episodes like 
they're listening to more than one at a time which like wow thank you so so much on I, I get so excited when I see like one more person watch listen to an episode um but I I was finding myself constantly thinking like I need to make more episodes uh partially because I have so so many questions I need to answer and partially because of my like never good enough complex <laughs> um but I keep thinking I need to do more 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 in cel- instead of celebrating the fact that I've released 10 episodes and you guys are actually listening uh this means more people will eventually learn to love the skin they're in which is amazing and something to be celebrated and really the whole purpose of the podcast so celebrate it Sanchana let's do this anyway just my usual reminder that I don't say these things to brag or tell you how great my life is but to remind you that the little things are worth being grateful for as well as the big things and maybe encourage you to pause the show and write down three things you're grateful for you know the mindfulness aspect Okay, on to today's question. The question was, I obsess about the scale, I check my weight first thing in the morning and every night before I go to bed and sometimes several times throughout the day. You have said you should avoid stressing about things like that. How do you do that? Remember, you can always ask your health and fitness questions in the Google forums at sweatandyoga.com forward slash ask. The link will be in the show notes and I will try to get to all of them ASAP. Okay, so first thing first, we have to talk about how much the scale doesn't mean anything. I legit mean anything. We have been programmed to think that weight means something. Honestly, even with all of the Rona stuff going on, the thing we are pinpointing as a factor is obesity. While I've had quite a few questions on obesity or being very overweight, and I will answer them later on, I have one big like major thing to say about it obesity is a side effect not the actual problem like let that sink in the problem is things like hormones nutrition stress detox pathways mold movement and so many more obesity is just what happens when all those things create the perfect like crazed cocktail and just like mess with our bodies so saying things like obesity is the problem like or people that are obese are at a higher factor or whatever (laughs) i just think it's useless i think the government should be giving guidelines like get more vitamin d meditate go for walks eat higher quality food check your house for mold etc 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 and not don't be obese that's not an action step and there is a large educational gap there Anyway, before I get too far into this and start ranting, I'm just going to stop it right here. I will talk about it on another podcast, but yeah, let's just get back to the scale issue and the fact that we have been taught to think that there is a perfect weight. And I'm saying perfect in quotation marks because that's ridiculous. Um, Honestly, just like take a moment and think back. When's the last time when someone is confident and looked good and comfortable in their own skin when they walked into a room and you thought, oh, bet, I bet she's under 130 pounds come on you might have been curious how much they weigh but probably more of as, as a, like a comparative measure again because that's what we've been taught that we should compare if she weighs 130 i probably weigh x compared to that right and not actually that it matters their size right you don't actually care if someone weighs 160 pounds or 170 but she's confident and toned and has the type of quote-unquote body you quote-unquote want right do you like if you're standing next to someone and they are just 
the bomb like they're confident they're glowing they're whatever you're not like oh but she weighs 160 and i only weigh 145 so obviously i'm better like fudge no oftentimes honestly some of the most fit and toned people i've met weigh way more than i think and even someone has like someone in the fitness industry where like i know these things I don't often check, but every once in a while when like a fitness influencer or whoever is asked about their weight, I get, you know, the curiosity kills the cat. It gets a little bit of the better of me and I I check it out. And honestly, more often than not, I'm shocked at the number, especially when it's someone who looks like really trim. I remember growing up and thinking that like 115 pounds was the ideal weight. Ah, poor little baby Sanjana. Um... I look back at that now and honestly I just I have to laugh like I was never ever happy at that weight even though I was often at that weight I remember when I finally finally broke up with the scale like this was probably into my 20s and probably about a year or so later I was like feeling myself I was feeling really really good I'd gained some muscle I looked how I'd always wanted to look when I thought 115 was the ideal weight um just felt the best I'd ever felt so good in my body and I happened to be at a like a new gym and the gym had a scale honestly I just looked at the mirror and I thought I looked pretty dang good like there was a few things that I was like hey you know I could my abs could be a little more defined like I could get a little more glute but like I I thought it looked pretty good um I sort of just assumed I was close to 115 pounds, honestly, because that had in the past been like the weight that I had seen as this like magical number. And I stepped on the scale and I had like a little mini panic attack because I was honestly, I want to say 137. That number flashes in my head, but I, I, somewhere around 135. I don't remember the exact number because I've done this several times since then. And usually when I'm like feeling my best type thing, I'm around 135 ish. I felt so bad about myself for like a split second there because I was like, oh my God, I gained 20 something pounds. But then I walked right by the mirror again and I was like, damn, I was just feel like I felt good. What is WT, the actual F? Like, t- what am I thinking looking at this number and thinking like this is my worth? Right? Like, again, I looked at the mirror and I was like, yeah, like I could use a little more glute and a little more t- like toned abs. But like, you know, I could use a little more bicep, tricep. There was things that I wanted to work on, but I felt good. Like I felt way better than any time when I weighed 115 pounds. And yet that number triggered something in my head where I was like, 20, 22 extra pounds. Like girl, come on. Anyway, I talked myself through the following four things. And honestly, every single time since then that I found myself like valuing that number, on the scale i've weighed myself since then like every couple months i don't do it often but i kind of talk myself through these things if i start to feel less than because of the number and let me tell you what they are okay so here are the four steps 
um, to talk yourself out of like a scale slump or just in general not appreciating your body. Um, I've had to use this most often, I would say, when I've like stepped on a scale and not seen the number that I was kind of hedging my bets on. Um, but again, anytime you're sort of not feeling your body, this is a great way to kind of move through and get to appreciating it. So number one, the first thing is to like look in the mirror and just be perfectly honest. How do you genuinely feel about your body? Not about the number, remove the number from the equation and how do you feel about like your skin suit right now looking at it? It's honestly, it's okay if the answer isn't great, but take a moment to like pinpoint what makes you unhappy about it. Like I said, when I looked at it, I was like, oh, I could use a little more glued, a little more abs, you know, like I had specifics. Just pick one thing, try not to dwell too much on it by giving it, but just like give it a name and say like, you know, I, I'm going to use the abs as an example. So let's say you want abs. Say, you know, I really want abs. Then move on to number two and ask yourself why you want the abs. What do you think you will actually accomplish in your life if you get abs? And again, when I thought about that, I was like, do I really need abs? Or do I feel that I am going to have like some sort of symbol or I'm going to prove something or I'm going to feel worthy if I have abs? Honestly, the answer is no. I what I did actually want personally was like a functional core which I had sort of been struggling with at the time and that is also why glutes and abs were kind of the two things that stuck out the most because my core needed a little bit more function and I again it was something that took me a while to realize but what why do you actually want the abs right why do you want these things and then move on to number three I cannot stress this part enough. Go work out the body part you want to quote unquote fix, even if it's just for five minutes. And while you're working it out, actually feel the muscle work so you can connect to the muscle, right? So if you're doing abs, you want to feel that midsection working. I'm not going to isolate each ab muscle for you right now, but I'm just saying like that midsection, feel it working, feel it flexing, feel it doing its thing. Don't just go through the motions. Like, do you know how powerful it feels to feel a muscle contract and relax and fire on command like show that muscle some gratitude like focus on it actually really like mentally connect to it um i talk about working the intricate smaller muscles and firing them in a recent instagram story shameless self-plug go on and find me over at at sanchana s-a-y on insta i will do a full episode on this because i I want to, I get asked a lot about it, but yeah, rather than just working the deadlifts, overhead presses, squats, things like that, this is a big part of the reason why I feel you need to be able to connect to those muscles, to appreciate them and learn to listen to them. So keeping with the abs example, go and do some like dead bucks, dead bucks, dead bucks, dead bugs or reverse crunches and try and like slow the movement way 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 down so you can really feel those muscles work in every single aspect as they're out like stretched out as they're contracted as they move in and out of those positions like just when you slow it way way down like isolating those muscles will eventually make them pop anyway but also as I've often said connection equals appreciation and you realize how much control you actually have when you do something like this when you isolate a muscle like this most of the time when you go deep to connect like that you start to breathe deeper also which 
believe it or not, can help with things like weight loss. But again, topic for another day. It's just, it is so important to actually connect into that muscle and not just treat it as like an aesthetic. Like I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I don't have abs. So therefore I'm not worthy. Whereas like, wow, my ab muscles actually fire when I tell them to fire. They flex, they relax, they do, they're at my beck and call. How cool is that, right? Creating that actual mind-body connection, so important. And then number four, once you're done your isolated workout, give that body part a little bit of self-care. My personal favorite is to do a little bit of a self-massage on that area to connect even more. Um, Bonus points, if you can turn that self-massage or whatever self-care time into a little bit of a gratitude um, or meditation time where you're just like sending that body part some love. And then a bonus step is head back over to the mirror and tell yourself you are fun like a glass of wine like five find five things you love about your body in general not necessarily focused on the body part you were just focusing on but in your whole entire body it can be something super super small and insignificant like my nails are super strong and i love that or you know i've i have a really I have really strong feet really strong ankles or I love my eye color like it, it doesn't need to be anything crazy right so the next time you're feeling like a little bit about your body whether it's because of the mirror because of the scale because of whatever go through these steps like just go look in the mirror be like I want to work on abs why do I want to work on abs work the abs but intentionally give a little self-care to the abs and then give yourself like a nice little love yourself, appreciate yourself in the mirror. All right, but how did I actually break up with the scale initially, like a year before this scale incident? Honestly, it's kind of a simple answer, but it's the truth. Um, I found other things to focus on, which actually put me in a higher vibe state. Eventually, I also physically threw out the scale, so I wasn't even tempted. And after a while, the thought of the number meaning anything became like a far off idea. It was like Chandler's line. It's a dot to me. Um, Here's a list of some of the alternative measures I used and some of which I still use. And then I also... Um, encourage my students to use like what other like other markers that can be useful for health and fitness rather than just the number on the scale which again like I mentioned it can be sort of useless it oftentimes more often than not it's useless because it doesn't actually tell you anything other than like the the physical weight doesn't tell you your health so um the number one thing and I think this is probably one of the easiest ones to start with to ditch the scale in my personal opinion is the fit of your outfits so um, if you're gaining muscle and losing fat, your outfits will definitely fit different. Uh, I remember that time that I had stepped on that gym scale after a year and had that moment. One of the things I realized right after I went through my little four-step process, the day before, I was wearing a pair of jeans that fit me perfectly when I weighed 115 pounds and had fit me even better at like that 137 or whatever. Smaller waist, bigger booty, woo boot. So yeah, just being aware of things like that, that makes a huge difference in our mental health around what the number actually means and how little it actually means in like the, the actual aspect of how we feel inside our bodies. The next thing um, that I think is sort of like an easy uh, entry point 
into switching out from the scale is progress pictures. Um, I do go back and forth on how useful these are because I've seen some of my students get great use out of them. Uh, but I do feel sometimes it's putting a little too much emphasis on the physical uh, and especially if you have had a damaged metabolism or gut, you may actually need to gain a little bit of safety weight in order for your body to recompose and look better in the long run. So especially in the short run, um, they can be a little bit discouraging in the beginning. The way I normally tell my students to work with them if they want to is to take the pictures and try to like put them in like a secret folder try not to look at them for at least six weeks but even maybe longer um especially if you need to heal your metabolism and then after like six weeks plus of like making some healthy changes and things like that without looking at them take some new pictures put them side by side and see what the difference is right so rather than just like comparing daily as you see yourself in the mirror and being like ah ah this 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 like just put it aside don't think about them for a while and then look at them once you're in a better state of mind and you've made the changes right uh the next one i like to talk about is energy checks so so often uh my students will say like i have a 2 p.m energy slump and and this is like a great indicator of health and how we're digesting our food and how much stress is all the things right so um i tell people to set a timer like three to five times a day and check their energy levels and don't look at yesterday's results as you write down your energy on a scale of one to ten um because we tend to like look at yesterday and be like oh yeah well i was feeling a little bit more energetic i think so i'm gonna like yesterday i gave myself a six at five o'clock so i'm instead gonna give myself a five but like if you're just going from like how do you feel today and um so just set your set yourself like a timer i'd say like 9 a.m 3 p.m and 6 p.m and 9 p.m or something like that and then just when the timer goes off you're just like "Eh, on a scale of 1 to 10 my energy is x uh at the end of the week track your energy on a chart with the date on the x-axis and the energy level on the y-axis and then look and see if your energy has improved steadily over time and if there's any common threads on days when maybe you were a little bit lower things like that uh another one that i love 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 and this is probably one of my favorite ones and i think i should have probably put it closer to the top but anyway uh measurable performance goals so how many x in a row can you do or how heavy can you do this or how fast can you do this or whatever um again it's all about connection and appreciation getting stronger more flexible more agile more functional is all so much more important than a number on the scale you know like being able to actually do these things is so much more important right notice how i'm trying to appeal to the logical side of the brain because honestly i think that that's part of the what gets us stuck on the scale it seems logical right because it seems like a number like x number should equal y and then as it goes up or down our like worth or our whatever we're attaching it to goes up or down um even though that's not really the formula but it seems like there's a formula right the logic seems to be there so i'm trying to appeal to the logical side of the brain so if you're doing something like a measurable performance goal and you can write like say you want to actually do a pull-up right so let's say today you can do 10 pull-ups with the heaviest like really thick resistance band um looped resistance band and then in six to eight weeks you can do 10 pull-ups with the thinnest resistance band right like write those things down and take note of what's actually going on right 
Uh, another one that's really, really great for women in particular, or obviously for females, um, is your period. It's an amazing indicator of your actual health. Do you have a more regular period now than you have in the past? Uh, like, is it less painful? Is it, are you less moody? Things like that. Those are great, great indicators of what's going on with your body for someone who is menstruating. Um, yeah, it's just a great indicator. Uh, another one is a stress stress tracker. How well does your body handle stress, like stressful interactions, situations, etc., and how well does it recover after them? Great indicator of health, although I may make this one of my last changes as it can sometimes be a little bit time consuming and more finicky to keep track of. I've mentioned this before, I have like my Vivo Garmin that actually keeps track of most of that for me. It's based off of like heart rate and things like that. Um, but you can definitely, there's other more like intricate trackers, I think. And then you can also do it manually by checking just like your uh, pulse and your heart levels after, you know, having to have like a confrontational conversation or whatever. Uh, next is happiness. Same as energy levels, pick random times throughout the day and measure your happiness on a scale of 1 to 10, chart it and see how that looks over time, right? Like gradually, hopefully that will slowly increase as you get healthier. Um, and obviously there's going to be abnormalities in the situation. Like if you, if something terrible happens to you today, you can be like, well, my health, my happiness didn't go up. So therefore I'm no longer healthy. Like no, you have to in, in balance over time, right? Skin health is another one. Do you get less breakouts? Is it like, is your skin more like supple and moist? Is it burning easier or, um, less in the sun? Things like that. Another one, and the last one that I'm going to mention, is sleep and rest. How well do you sleep? Do you wake up in the middle of the night? Um, how rested do you feel in the morning? Again, my Garmin, not sponsored at all. I just, I I now look at it and I'm like, how did I live without this? Even though I'm, yeah, anyway. <laughs> but it's, it is, it tracks my REM sleep. It tracks my pulse throughout the night. Just a great indicator of how I'm doing. And then normally when I wake up in the morning and I'm feeling like groggy and not so great, I can look at it and be like, oh yeah, like my sleep wasn't great. That's part of it. This is honestly one of the best things I think most male and females, anybody can track because it's an easy indicator of how well your body is managing and how well your body's going to manage a workout, right? If I wake up in the morning and I'm so tired and I don't feel well rested and I look at my tracker and I'm like, oh yeah, I got terrible. I got no REM sleep. I'm just meh. I'm probably not going to do a heavy workout. I might opt to do a walk instead, right? This is the portion where you can connect something measurable to actually listening to your body, right? Anyway. friends so we have come to the end of my scale talk honestly as usual finding ways to actually connect to your body rather than beat it up is going to serve you in the long run i mean um i think the big thing again that i try and like beat a dead horse on this podcast is that like do you want to look good for the next six to eight weeks or however long your cleanse is or do you want to look and feel good and amazing for the rest of your life right uh a number like the number on the scale honestly isn't even that useful and not really the way to go to measure progress this is one of the biggest shifts you can make in your healthy lifestyle how you feel trumps any number you're given honestly same thing with any lab work anything else i mean obviously those are things you want to look at and understand but it's not 
the end all be all feeling the way that you feel if you can bounce out of bed in the morning if you can if you don't have that two o'clock energy slump if you can hammer out a workout and feel good if you can recover from stress and feel good things like that those are the things that trump anything else um yeah like it just the scale doesn't matter honestly i know it's like mind-blowing but it doesn't maybe the scale is a deep state conspiracy theory Okay, I'm kidding. Don't at me for this. No matter what side you're on, I just just trying to stir some shit up. Like, not, don't actually care. Um, but general summary is connect your body using one of the methods I mentioned, so you can appreciate it more, and it will appreciate you and love you in return for a long time. All the links I talked about will be in the show notes. Make sure you subscribe so you know as soon as new episodes are up and share this episode with a friend if you think it'll benefit them so we can all get healthy in a realistic way and love the skin we're in. I'd love for you to take a moment and tell me what you'd like to see more of on the show by either filling out the Google form in the show notes or writing a review. I will catch you next time, friend. Mm-hmm.